Hare Krishna. I welcome all to everyday chant Harinam conference call. Today we are very fortunate to have His Grace Am Sarvadik Das Prabhu from India to enlighten us on verse 25, chapter 14 of Canto 5. Prabhuji, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada and Guru Maharaj. Whenever you are ready, please um, take over the class, Prabhuji. Please accept my obeisances also, Mataji. Jai Shri Baba, Jai Gurudev. <coughs> so today we're reading Canto 5, Chapter 14, Text 25. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Narayanam Namaskritya Naram Chaiva Narotamam. Devim Sarasatim Jasam Tato Jayamudirayat Nashta Prayesha Baddeshu Nityam Bhagavata Sevayam Bhagavati Uttama Shloke Bhakti Bhavati Naishtike Krishna Swadamo Bhagate Dharma Jnana Divi Saha Kalonashta Dushamesha Purana Konodita So I will read the word for word. There's no meter to this verse which makes it challenging for me. So I'll read word for word, translation, Srila Prabhupada's purport. Quichit, sometimes, cha, also. Shita vata adi, such as cold and strong wind. Aneka, various. Abhidaivaka, created by the demigods. Bhautika, adi bhautika, created by other living beings. Atmiyanam. Ajatmika, created by the body and mind. Dashanam, of conditions of misery. Pratinivarane, in the counteracting. Akalpa, unable. Duranta, very severe. Chintaya, by anxieties. Vishana, morose. Ase, he remains. Translation, being unable to protect himself from the threefold miseries of material existence, the conditioned soul becomes very morose and lives a life of lamentation. These threefold miseries are miseries suffered by mental calamity at the hands of the demigods, such as freezing wind and scorching heat, miseries offered by other living entities, and miseries arising from the mind and body themselves. Purport. The so-called happy materialistic person is constantly having to endure the threefold miseries of life called Adidaivaka, Adyatmika, and Adibhautika. Actually, no one can counteract these threefold miseries. All three may assail one at one time, or one misery may be absent and the other present. Thus, the living entity is full of anxiety, fearing misery from one side or the other. The conditioned soul must be disturbed by at least one of these three miseries. There is no escape. Oma jnana timirandasya jnananjana shalakaya chakshurun militan jena tasmai shri garve nama nama om vishnu padaya krishna prishtaya bhutale shri mati bhakti vidanta shamini namine namaste sarasati devi gauravani pracharini nirvishesha shanyavadi paschachade shatarane Nama Shishtam Manumapi Sachiputamatra Sarupam Rupam Tasyagaja Murapuri Matarim Goshtavatim Radha Kundam Girivara Maho Radhika Madhavasam 
Prapto Yasya Pratita Kripaya Shri Gurum Tam Natosmi Mande Nanta Bhuttashayam Shri Chaitanya Mahaprabhum Nichopi Yat Prasadat Sad Bhakti Shastra Pavartaka Nityananda Maham Nomi Sarvananda Karamparam Harinama Padam Devam Mamaduta Sharomanin Bande Rupa Sanatana Raghujago Shri Jiva Gopalako Jai Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shri Vasudhi Gaurabhakta Vinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Vancha Kopata Bhishtakrupa Sindhu Deva Chapatitanam Pavanibhyo Vaishnavibhyo Namo Namaha Just to review we can remember Jen Bharat is explaining to Maharaj Hugana in detail what is this material world. And then he likens it to a forest where a merchant goes thinking, I will go to the forest, I will collect some ingredients, perhaps some wood or some herbs or flowers or something. I will sell this, I will profit, I will enjoy. And this is the basic... Uh, plan of every conditioned soul. This is their objective in life. I will be the enjoyer. This material world is meant for me and I will be an enjoyer. But this mentality is the root cause of all our sufferings. We're here. Each of us are here in this world because of this mentality. As we came here to enjoy, but what did we find? And that's described here. Adidaivaka, Adyatmika, Adibhojika, miseries from our body, our own mind and body, miseries from the devatas, miseries from other living entities. And Prabhupada says here, so blunt, right to the point, there is no escape. Because we're not in charge of the activities of the material world. Lord says in Bhagavad Gita, Daivi Hesha Gunamai Mama Maya Dorataya, Mami Vayaprabhadinte Mayamitam Tarantite. That we're not in control. The whole material world is going under his direction. We can't escape that except by surrendering to him. But that's not our inclination. We came to this material world to enjoy, and the whole process of Krishna Bhakti is to overcome this perverse desire that I am an enjoyer. Krishna says, Bhoktaram Jagatabhasam Sabaloka Maheshwaram. That I am Bhokta. I am the enjoyer. Yet we think I am the enjoyer. <laughs> this world is for me. The fruits hanging on the tree, that's for me. Money in the bank, that's for me. My car, my home, my family, my position in life, all of that is just for my pleasure, for my happiness. And this is the cause of our unhappiness in the world. And most people never even think, to consider there's an alternative to the sufferings of the material world. They're described in, in Bhagavatam as, as hopeless cases. Karmatmaka means they're bound because they're absorbed in material activities. Sharira Bhanda, they're bound to this material body and its concomitant sufferings. For this one thing, Karmatmaka, because we want to enjoy. And they don't inquire. They're defeated because they never ask. They never inquire. Why? Why do I have to suffer? 
why does my mind become disturbed? Why do I become sick? Why do other living entities disturb me? Why do I have to suffer? Why is there earthquake? Why is there a tornado? Why is there anavishti, ativishti, drought, and, and, and too much rain, not enough rain? Why are these so why are these sufferings come to me beyond my control, completely beyond my control? People have no brain to ask this question. And for this, they go on vainly over and over again trying to do the same thing. Albert Einstein, everyone knows his name, he's a famous man, genius. He, de he defined insanity as that activity that a person does over and over again and he gets the same negative result. And in a nutshell, this is our life. Why are we here in this material world? Why are you and me and the rest of us, the rest of creation in this material world doing the same thing over and over and over again? Because we are ignorant. No one likes to hear that. If you tell someone they're ignorant, they become, <laughs> what did you call me? You think I'm ignorant? But we're ignorant, and our, our existence in this material world, we've accepted a life of bondage, a life of suffering, repeatedly, because we're ignorant of what, of what is available to us. Chintamani prakarasatmasu kalpavriksha lakshabriteshu surabhirabhirpalayantam lakshmi sahasrasatasam brahmasebhyamanam govindam adipurusham tambahamajami. We don't want to admit that Krishna is a supreme enjoyer. And his world is our real home. We belong with him. In Chintamani Dham. And we're, I, w I was thinking about it, how we think we're happy in this world. If we are eating nicely, our health is reasonably stable, relationships are stable, no big problems, no major big, we, yeah, life is okay. Life is good. But we're like a person who's never tasted good food his whole life. Say he's a, a prisoner of war, or grows up in a concentration camp or something, and he's, his whole life is just some, some gruel, some unspiced, unsalted, half-rotten food. But that's what he thinks is normal, because he's never experienced anything else. We're like that person. We have no experience of the spiritual world. So we think this existence is all there is, and it's okay. Birth and death, okay, well, what to do? Everyone dies, death and taxes, can't avoid it, what can be done? But there's a life. Krishna says there's another world. There's another world beyond this world, and that world is not illuminated by electricity, not by the sun, by the moon. It's self-effulgent, chintamini dham. And we can go there and live there. But because we have no direct experience of it, we can't conceive of, of what, is, what is that inconceivable happiness, spiritual ananda, not just happiness. We're happy if we eat good food. We're happy if money comes to the bank. We're happy if someone compliments us. That's not ananda. Ananda means tangible, spiritual happiness, heartfelt, from arising from the soul. Ananda, happiness. 
and that is the nature of the material of the of the spiritual world. But because we have no experience of it, or as, even as devotees, limited experience, we feel satisfied in material life, just like that prisoner who's eating nasty food. He can't conceive of what is halava, what is a cauliflower pakora and tomato chutney, a samosa, a rasgula, a gulab jamun, paneer pakora. He, he can't conceive of that. It's inconceivable to him because he's never tasted it. We're like that person. So spiritual life, sadhana, means to gradually give up our attachment to this material world. Gradually surrender. Conditioned soul doesn't like that word. Surrender. Krishna says, sarvatharmam paritya mamikam sharanam, mamikam sharanam. Surrender to me exclusively. Take shelter of me, sharanam braja. Aham tam moksha yasyami masuchaha. He says, don't worry. I'm protecting you. I'm, I'm taking you back. I'm uplifting you. I'm bringing you to me. Masuchaha. Nothing to worry. Don't worry what it, whatever happened in the past is in the past. Masuchaha. Krishna is inviting us to come back, but we have to surrender. So surrender is a process. Sometimes we think, like when we first become devotees, I remember it dawned on me like, this is a wonderful thing and you're supposed to surrender. So I asked the devotees, like, how do you surrender? Oh, well, why don't you move in the temple? Okay, so I move in the temple. I surrendered. Now what? Okay, you have to shave your head. Okay, I surrendered. Okay, now you have to follow these rules. Okay, I surrender. Now you have to chant 16 rounds. Okay, I surrender. Now you have to get initiated. Okay, I surrender. It's a process, step-by-step process. And as sadhakas, we have to embrace this process of surrender. But as we make progress in spiritual life, it's not a question of, I have to do this. I really don't want to get up in the morning. I'd rather sleep. I really don't want to chant this japa. This is tiresome. I'm not getting any happiness from this right now. These rules and regulations are bothersome. I'd rather enjoy my senses. But there'll come a day by sadhana, by the practice of sadhana, where we embrace this with happiness, where we jump out of bed another day to serve Guru and Goranga, another day to hear Krishna's holy name, to, to relish the nectar of Krishna Leela, to hear about the process of Krishna Bhakti, to read Bhagavatam, to chant Hare Krishna, to serve Vaishnavas, to see the beautiful arati of the deity in the temple. We become spontaneously, joyously attached to this by the process of surrender. But in the beginning, surrender, as we, as we read in Upadesha Amrita, it's like bitter because we're diseased. A person who has jaundice tastes the sweetness of sugar as bitter. It's unpleasant. Sugar by nature is sweet. Any normal, undiseased, healthy person relishes the sweetness of sugar. But if you give that sweet sugar to a diseased person, it doesn't taste good to him because he's diseased. So we're in a diseased condition of life. But by taking that cure, when, you're, when you have jaundice, you take nice sweet mango and papaya and sugar cane juice. Even though it's not palatable, that unpalatable food stuff is a cure, one of the cures for the disease. So as we chant Krishna's name, as we render devotional service, gradually a taste arises. And we taste 
the nectar that's actually available in Krishna's name. One verse is Namaparada Yuktanam Namam Yeva Harantiga Vishranti Pariyuktani Pariyuktani Something, I forgot the last line. But it means that in the beginning when we chant Krishna's name, we make offenses. Nama Aparad. We make offenses, but how do you become free from the offenses? By chanting the holy name. By chanting the holy name, we become free from the offense to the holy name, except one. And that is Vaishnava Aparad. Other offenses to the holy name, we can overcome by chanting the holy name. But if you offend a Vaishnava, which is a huge offense, because devotees are so very, very dear to the Lord. If you offend his devotee, you lose attachment to the holy name. So to overcome that namaparad, you have to go to that devotee and beg forgiveness, even if he doesn't feel offended. If you know you did something to offend him, and he doesn't even take notice of it, still you go. If he's disturbed, you should go. If, if he's disturbed and you didn't do anything, you should go. In any circumstance, if we, we should treat the devotees, like they say, with kid gloves. Treat them very, very carefully because they're very, very dear to the Lord. Other offenses to the holy name, they can be mitigated by chanting the holy name. And this is like, there's an example in Shastra, we say in deity worship. Bhomaus kalita padanam bhumirivabalambanam. This means that if you're walking on the ground and you trip on the ground, how will you continue to walk? You have to walk on the ground. You have to get up and you have to continue walking on the ground. Even though you tripped on the ground, you have no other means to walk except the ground. So in the same way, the devotee prays, even though I make thousands of offenses to you, nama yuktanam nama-nyeva-harantagam, that even though I make so many offenses to, to you in the form of your holy name, I have no other shelter but the holy name. There's no other means to overcome offenses to Krishna except by Krishna's mercy. So we beg mercy. And this is surrender. This is a process of surrender. It doesn't happen overnight. You can't snap your finger and say, okay, from today, I'm, I'm decided I'm going to surrender. It's a process, because there's always something more. Actually, there's a blessing that Srimati Radharani gave her devotees, a very special blessing that she gave her devotees. Because we approach Krishna through Ladini Shakti. Radharani, this personified Ladini Shakti. We, we can't approach Krishna directly. We say, Hare Krishna, Sita Ram, Lakshmi Narayan. We approach the Lord through His energy, through His merciful energy. So she gives great benediction to the devotee. Very special benediction. And that benediction is that you'll never be satisfied with the amount of devotional service you do. That there's always something, I want to do more, I want to do more, I want to do more. Unlimitedly, eternally more, infinitely more devotional service. So that's a great blessing. So surrender is also infinite. It's not that, okay, I'm initiated now. I have, a, I have a spiritual name. People are doing pranam to me. I can worship the deity. I have second initiation also. I chant these mantras. Everything's good. Uh, I'm a senior devotee, Prabhupada disciple even. And, but there's always this principle, never stop surrendering. 
because it's a process. Right up to right up to the day we leave this world and enter the spiritual world. There's also surrender there. We surrender to other devotees there. We engage in Krishna's service and uh, surrendered to the instructions of other devotees. This is why we sing the, the, this world is reflection. Chakudhan Diloje Janmi Janmi Prabhu say. The Guru is our Lord birth after birth. In the spiritual world, you're serving Krishna under the direction of your Guru, under the direction of other devotees. So this is also surrender. Surrender is an ongoing thing. So this is a process to become free from the insurmountable material energy that forces us to suffer in this world. We inquire, instead of being a fool who thinks I know it all, that I don't have to inquire about the spiritual values of life. Such a person is defeated and he's subjected to the miseries of this material world that are enumerated here. Adibotic miseries. Adibotic miseries <coughs> excuse me, means miseries from other living beings. A dog bites you, a bee stings you. We have a garden upstairs on the roof where we grow vegetables and flowers for puja. And there are these nasty little ants. And they're sting. It's so you can't imagine. If they sting you, the whole, if you sting their, your hand, your whole hand swells up like a bee sting. And you can't avoid them. And you, as much as you try and step here and there and be careful not to get one on your body, sooner or later one bites you. Can you stop it? It's what they do. You try to avoid it. You're doing your part. You're trying to avoid it, and they're doing their part. They're trying to bite you. You can't stop adibokhtik, the bee sting, the ant bite, the dog bite, other living beings. That also goes for viruses. They make us sick. Some tiny little paramecium or amoeba gets in your body, and you become deathly ill. You can't even see it, and it makes you deathly ill. Even these big guys, big weightlifter guys, even it's, it's funny, I have to laugh because I see them in big city in Delhi, Kolkata, have these weightlifting shops, you have pictures in the front, big muscular, huge, obscene muscles. He can hardly move, he has so many muscles on his body. He thinks he's a big, strong man, but one little amoeba can spoil his whole day. Some bacterial infection can make him drop dead. You can't even see it. These are all idiotic miseries. Can you stop it? Do we desire it to happen? We don't. But it comes to us. Prabhupada said, there is no escape. Adibokhtik miseries. Adidavik miseries. Hurricane. Tufan. Earthquake. Forest fire. Sometimes the Prabhupada explains that in the forest, sometimes due to the influence of the wind, the bamboo rubs against each other so intensely it creates friction and fire comes. Or in America, I was living at Bhaktivedanta village for some time, and they get these thunderstorms, and the thunder hits, because it's very dry, thunder hits the forest and starts a fire. No one started the fire. The bamboo didn't, no one p pushed the bamboo to make friction, to make it catch on fire. But by Adidaivaka, Klesha, the forest fire comes. No one can stop the, the tornado. You can't, what, are you going to wave your hands? The earthquake. We used to get earthquakes here in, in Northern California also. It's very scary when the whole building just shakes. Are we in charge of that? Can we stop it? No. Prabhupada said, 
there's no escape. And our own body, our own body and mind also gives us miseries. Can we stop that? No escape. Sometimes we become depressed. Sometimes we become anxious. Sometimes we become sorry, lusty, greedy, envious. This, these are the miseries inflicted by our own mind. And that we should understand very carefully also. Because in the Bhagavatam, there's a nice story about one Brahmin. He was a very hard-hearted person in business. He would cheat and mistreat people. and Ultimately, his business failed and he took sannyas. So now is his, then he's on the receiving end. And people would spit at him. They'd urinate on his food. They'd throw things at him. They'd steal his danda. They'd pass foul air in front of him. They'd abuse him verbally. But he said something profound. He said that this trouble I'm experiencing is not due to karma. It's not due to nakshatra. It's not due to planetary movement, the grahas. It's due to my mind. It's only due to my mind. And mental disturbances, disturbances of our own mind, can be overcome by understanding what is mind. That I have a mind, but I'm not my mind. It's easier to understand I'm not my body. We look at my body and can say, well, I'm not a hand, I'm not a fingernail, and I'm not an elbow, a kneecap. That's easier to understand. But when we feel angry, when we feel greedy or sad or lusty, when our mind is beating us up, it's more difficult, much more difficult, because the mind is subtle. Krishna explains in Bhagavad Gita in the third chapter, I believe, Indriyani Paranyahur Indriyabhya Paramana Manasastu Parambudra Yobudhe Paratastisa says above this gross material body, we can put our body on a scale and we can weigh it. They put my body on a scale the other day. I was surprised. Oh, I've become fatty living in India. So you can quantify the body, but you can't quantify the mind. Can you put it on a scale? What shape is the mind? How much does it weigh? Does it smell? Does it taste? Can you see it? You can't quantify the mind. We know it exists. Simulate the senses also. Can you quantify sight, hearing? We can hear, we can see, we can taste, smell, touch. But can you quantify it? They're subtle. They're more subtle than the body. More subtle than the senses is the mind. So, over the mind is the intelligence. Yo buddhi paratastusa. Buddhi is above the mind. So with our intelligence, we should control the mind. Evam buddhi param samstam yatmanam atmana. Jahi Shatram Mahabahu Kama Rupa Dharasadam. Kama Rupa Dharasadam. Dislay this sinful enemy of sin, lust, by understanding this uh, system, how everything works. There's my body, there's my senses, there's my mind, there's my intelligence. I'm the soul above even the intelligence. So, controlling the lower self by the higher self, one should slay this great enemy known as lust. And that also goes for greed, for envy, for anger, for fear, lamentation. All of the things that give us trouble in our mind can be overcome if we understand what it is. Jahi Shatram Mahabaho O Mahabaho O Arjuna 
control your mind in this way, with our intelligence. Because the mind will present the most insane propositions to us. Why don't you do this? And with your intelligence, you go, no way. That will not benefit me. That will get me in lots of trouble. I reject that thought. This is the mind. And we can consciously understand how it's working. Our intelligence is working. Our mind is working. But the mind needs to control the intelligence and not vice versa. Because if the intelligence is controlled by the mind, then we're in deep trouble. Because the mind seeks gratification through the senses. Then the senses drag us to hell because of an uncontrolled mind. Mind is controlled by the intelligence. And Krishna says in Gita, this is a necessary thing. Jitat, if you want to be happy. If we want to be happy, mind control is essential. He says, Jitatmana prashantasya paramatma samahita sitoshna sukuduke shutatamana pamaneo. One who is jitatmana, one who has controlled, conquered his mind. Prashantasya, he becomes peaceful, happy. And who doesn't want peace and happiness? But the requirement to achieve it is dependent on this principle of controlling the mind. One whose mind is controlled, for him, happiness and distress, honor and dishonor, heat and cold, same. What a blessing. Can you imagine? Someone praises you. Someone blasphemes you. It just like water and a duck's back. It just same. Heat, the blazing heat of summer, the biting chilly cold of winter, same. Honor and dishonor, heat and cold, happiness and distress, all the same. Because you're fixed in the spiritual conception of life. And to get there, we have to get beyond our mind. So this is important thing. Because mind gives us trouble. Frankly speaking, it's our main problem in spiritual life. What is it that demands that we gratify our senses? It's our mind. What is it that objects to getting up early in the morning? What is it that objects when it's time, it's 8 o'clock at night, and you still have four rounds to chant, and you just don't feel like doing it, and you just have to beat your mind up, say, no, I have to do this. Who is objecting? It's our mind. Only our mind. So if we conquer our mind, then the misery of our adhyatmika klesha, the misery from our own mind, is conquered. Very important thing to understand. And understanding it is the first principle. Even though we may not be there in our sadhana, if we understand it, this is the first step to actually controlling the mind. The, the practical application of that is different. That requires practice. Krishna recommends that in, in Bhagavad Gita, 8th chapter. Abhyasa yoga yuktena chetasa nanyagamina paramam purusham dibhyam yati partana chintya. Abhyasa means practice. Doing what? Abhyasa yoga, na, abhyasa yoga yuktena chetasa na anyagamina. Not allowing your chetas, your chitta, your consciousness to go to any other place. To keep your mind fixed in transcendence. Is it, is it such an easy thing? You just snap your fingers, okay, now I'm in transcendence. You have to practice. And practice, the implication of practice means that you're imperfect. You're not doing it right. But by practicing, you get better. Just like if you want to learn playing harmonium or mridanga, kartal, singing. 
People don't just sit down at a harmonium and start making beautiful music. They practice. If you see a devotee playing beautiful music, it means they've invested time to practice. So in the same way, if we want to control our mind and keep our mind fixed in transcendence, fixed on Krishna, fixed on the holy name when we're chanting Japa especially, we have to practice. And as we practice, we become stronger. We become more adept at controlling our mind. And in this way, overcome the misery that comes to us by our own mind. As far as misery of the body is concerned, we try and keep our body healthy. Krishna recommends simple process. Yukta hara vihara sa yukta chestasya karmasu yukta sapnava bodhisya yogo bhavati dukaha. One can overcome dukkha, the miseries of this body, by the practice of the yoga system. Yuktahara, don't eat too much. Eat to your satisfaction. Prabhupada would say if you can digest one kg, then eat one kg. But if you eat one kg and a half, then you can develop sickness. Sickness begins from the stomach. If we eat properly, Yuktahara Biharasya, take time out for recreation, not uh, just spending all our time playing, but take time for recreation, relaxing. Viharasa, yukta chaistasyakarmasu, working, but not overworking. Yukta swapna avabodhisya, sleeping, but not sleeping too much. We should, we should be do arama, sleeping, but not harama. <laughs> you sleep, but don't sleep all the time. Because this, this will also have a negative effect on your mind and on your body. So we maintain our health by this, by yuktahara, by temperate eating, temperate sleeping, recreation, working. And in this way, yoga, bhavati, dukkha. This is yoga. Very practical advice. And Bhagavad Gita is full, chock full, of just simple practical advice. And this is one of the things. So body will give us trouble. Miseries arising from the body are certainly there. It will give us trouble. But we can overcome much of that trouble. As I, of course, ultimately, it's a losing proposition. People ask, how is your... <laughs> Actually, you know you're getting old when people ask you, how is your health, Prabhu? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm an old guy. So people are always asking, how is your health, Prabhu? But what is health? Health is a losing proposition. Because one day we die. That the time factor overcomes is kalos me, Bharatashava. Krishna says, I am time. And time will take everything from us. So what is the meaning to health? But we maintain our health. Srila Prabhupada recommended that a devotee make that a priority in his life. To maintain health. Because if our health is bad, then we can't, shop, we can't chant properly. We can't serve. We can't do anything, can't read, because our body has overwhelmed us. So we should live our life in such a way to maintain our health, but ultimately it's a losing proposition. But because it is, doesn't mean that we should, that we should be negligent and neglect our health. We should think this body is the property of the Lord, it's given to me for His service, so I should take very good care of it. Don't neglect your health in the name of, oh, I'm not my body, it doesn't matter. No, the body does matter because it's your... Like if you have a car, we should think, this is Krishna's car. And you change the oil, you fill the wiper fluid, 
you maintain the car, get it checked, and inflate the tires, all the maintenance things that have to be done for a car. Why? Because it's Krishna's car and you need it in Krishna's service. Going to the temple, going on Sankirtan, going out preaching. You need that car. Going to work, you need that car. So in the material world, we need this body also. And we need to take care of it. So it's not that, oh, it's just giving me trouble. You know, adhyatmic klesha, the body is useless. It's not me. I'm not this body. I'm a spirit soul. I won't eat properly. I won't sleep properly. You'll crash. Take care of your body. But don't, take, don't become addicted to, to bodily conception of life. Sometimes devotees, this pendulum can swing both ways. One neglecting the body and the other side completely absorbed in the body. So yuktahara, yukta swapna, you eat properly, sleep properly to maintain your health. Then the miseries of the body can be minimized. But ultimately, Prabhupada said here, there is no escape. We can't escape the miseries of our own mind and of our own body. So the solution to become completely free from all these miseries is to become Krishna conscious. There is no other solution. There is no other solution. We should not. We should be completely convinced of that. Utsahan nischayat dharyat. Nischayat means that we're completely convinced. There is no other solution to the problems. These problems that from which there is no escape. There is no other solution but this to become Krishna conscious. And we become Krishna conscious, especially Prabhupada emphasizes, by association of devotees. Bhagavatam says, Tuliyamalavanapi Naswargam Napunar Bhavam Bhagavat Sangi Sangasya Matyanam Kim Utashisha. That nothing, this is a very beautiful verse in Bhagavatam, that nothing is equal to the association of devotees. Naswargam, not going to heaven, Napunar Bhavam, not being, not getting liberation, that any other benediction is for persons who are meant for death. Bhagavat Sangi Sangasya. Bhagavat Sangi means to associate with Bhagavat, with devotees. Devotees are all Bhagavats. They're the personality of, of Krishna, the, the personality. The, the book Bhagavatam in person. We read, we study book Bhagavatam. And devotee is, is a person Bhagavat, who lives Bhagavatam, who lives his life in terms of what Bhagavan teaches, Bhagavat teaches. Bhagavat Sangasya, Matyanam Kim Utashisha. Matyanam means persons who are destined to die. That any other Ashish, any other blessing, is simply for persons who are meant to die, like an animal, devoid of consciousness. So this is a very powerful statement. Lord is saying, this is the most valuable thing. Nothing equal. Tuliyama. Tuli means a scale, a balance. Nothing balances, nothing equals the association of devotees. And we read in uh, Chaitanya Charitamrita, Sadhu Sangha, Sadhu Sangha, Sarva Shastuko, and Lava Matra, Sadhu Sangha, Sarva Siddhi Even a moment's association with devotee can give you all perfection. Why is that? Because devotees are always engaged in Krishna's service. When devotees get together, what do they talk about? Satam prasangat mama virya sambhido bhavanti rikkarna rasayanam kata tajdoshana dashavavargavartmani shadha ratir bhakti anukramishyati 
in the association of devotees. Satam. Satam means in association with devotees. The topics of the heroic Lord become relishable. And as we hear that in the association of devotees, because what else do devotees talk about? They talk about Krishna. What do they sing about? They don't sing about their girlfriend. They sing about Krishna and Krishna's girlfriends. This is the topic of our discussion. Mamadhirya Sambhido. Mamadhirya Sambhido means the beautiful, heroic pastimes of the Lord. And when we hear that, what happens? We come, Bhaktir, Shraddha, Ratir, Bhaktir, Anukramishati. We come from Shraddha to Rati to Bhakti, pure devotional service. Anukramishati. Kramena means step by step. Again, patiently step by step executing the, the process of Krishna consciousness which begins by hearing and actually begins by hearing by faith we take up the process of hearing Shraddha, Ratir, Shraddha, Rati and Bhakti by, by Shraddha we take up the process of Krishna consciousness and by the, the execution of that faith based process we develop rati, we get some feeling. And ultimately, bhakti, pure devotional service, is within our grasp. But it's all based on faith. The first principle is faith. Krishna says in Gita, ninth chapter, Ashradana purusha dharma shasya parantapa aprapyamam nimartante mrityu sansara vartmini Those persons who are not faithful in this process cannot achieve me. Rather, they return to re repeated birth and death in the material world. So we have a choice. On one side, Krishna. Other side, repeated birth and death. Is it is a difficult choice? We choose Krishna, which means we enhance our faith in the association of devotees. Sadhu Sangha, Sadhu Sangha, Sarva Shastra Koi. All these Shastras, all these Sadhus say that even a moment's Lava Matra means one eleventh of a second. Even one eleventh of a second association devotee can give you all perfection. So important. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said in uh, also Chaitanya Charitamrita, Krishna Bhakti Janma Mula Hoya Sadhu Sangha, that the root cause of our progress in spiritual life, jan, the Janma Mula means the, 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 the cause of birth, the root cause of the birth of Bhakti, Krishna Bhakti, is Sadhu Sangha, associating with devotees. So the association devotees, is the is most important thing. And and even we're doing this electronically. We get association devotees in this way. Stay in association devotees. If you live away from a temple or away from a bhakti riksha group, call up a devotee friend. Set up a little Skype group or uh, what do they call it? A Zoom group. And see each other and have a little kirtan together. You can associate with devotees by reading. The beautiful books of Srila Prabhupada associate with top most devotees. Krishna Das Kaviraj, Chaitanya Charitamrita, Shukadev Goswami, Srimad Bhagavatam, Krishna Prabhupada Lila Amrita, Srila Prabhupada. Because when we hear these things, because the, the, the Lila of Srila Prabhupada is as good and it has the same effect as hearing Krishna Lila. You associate with Prabhupada when you hear his Leela. You associate with Krishna when you hear his Leela. You know, what to speak of hearing, associating with sadhus. We associate with Krishna. 
directly by hearing his Leela, by reading Krishna book, reading all the, the wonderful wealth of spiritual information that no other religion has on the planet, in the universe. We're incredibly fortunate to have this vast treasure of information about the personality of Godhead. Concrete information about the personality of Godhead. Where he lives, what he does, where he, what he eats, what he wears, who are his friends, what he's doing, where does he live, what's his phone number. Everything's there in Vedic literature. So, and they tell us the essence of that is to associate with devotees. Because devotees talk about these things. So we should serve devotees also. This is also especially duty. I think we're all grihastas on this phone. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu instructed that you do Vaishnav Seva, Jiva Dwai, Vaishnav Seva. So Vaishnav Seva is a very important thing. Tadati Pratigranati, Goya Matyati Prachtiti, Bhungte Bhojate Chaiva, Chadvidir Priti Lakshanam. That offer gifts to a devotee. It doesn't have to be a big expensive gift, but some you find out some devotee really wanted to read a particular book and you have a copy, let him read it, loan it to him, or give it to him if you've read it. Offer some small gift. And if he wants to give you something, say, no, 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 I, I, no, I don't, don't give me anything. No, accept with love if a devotee offers you something. Guya makyati prichtiti. We should inquire confidentially and reveal our mind in confidence. Inquire confidentially means if you have some doubt, if you're not sure which direction to move in your life, should I do this, should I do that, or there's some problem in your life, reveal your mind to a devotee. Inquire confidentially. Re reveal your mind in confidence. And not that you do that with everyone because you can't have an intimate, confidential relationship with every devotee. But by the grace of God, some devotees will come to your life that you can reveal your heart to. You can reveal your mind to. And know that they're not going to post it on Facebook or something. So every, every devotee should have a relationship with some other devotee in their life. A mentor, or a senior devotee, or a god brother, or a god sister, your husband, your wife. Should that, you should have that person in your life that you can say anything to. You can discuss anything with. Guyam, guyam means secret things that you don't broadcast to the world, that you don't want to talk about to the whole world. Guyam akyati prichisi. And bhungte bhujayate chayava, devotee's favorite. Offer prasadam and accept prasadam. This is, this is what we do. This is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's movement. You read in Chaitanya Charitamrita. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu would eat prasadam that ten men couldn't finish. And we worship Lord Jagannath. Lord Jagannath's fingers are never dry. He is constantly eating in Puri. So we're worshipping the eating God, the eating Lord Ch Jagannath Swami, and the dancing Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So this is what we do. We sing Hare Krishna Mahamantra and we take prasanam. Bhungte, bojayate, chaiva. Invite devotees to your home. It's a birthday, it's an anniversary, it's a new home, some happy occasion. <coughs> even unhappy occasion. Invite devotees to your home. Feed them. Because there's tremendous spiritual benefit. What to speak of punya? 
You want punya? Feed devotees. And if you want Krishna bhakti, serve Vaishnavas. When devotees come to our home, when you feed a devotee, especially a devotee whose neck is decorated with kanti mala, whose forehead is decorated with tilak, there's unlimited spiritual benefit because you're pleasing devotees who are dear to the Lord. Even Bhagavatam says that I'm not so pleased. I'm paraphrasing. I can't remember the exact translation or Sanskrit. But Lord said, I'm not so pleased with food dripping in ghee that is offered to me as I am pleased when that same delicious food stuff is offered to the mouths of my devotees. So Krishna is more pleased. You want, we, everyone wants to please their deity at home. Jagannath, Gornitai, Radha, Krishna, Sita, Ram. Everybody makes the best offering they can arrange for the pleasure of the Lord. But he's more pleased, infinitely more pleased, when you invite devotees to your home and you make delicious prasadam for them. And you please devotees are easily <laughs> devotees are easily pleased. Give them delicious prasadam. Have kirtan and prasadam. This is our process: eating and dancing, singing. Such a bliskevala ananda kanda. This is our process: blissful process, ananda process, ananda path of self-realization given to us mercifully by Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So invite devotees to your home. Bhunte bhujayate chayava. Take prasadam, chant Hare Krishna. And in this way, conquer this horrible material world, our attachment to this horrible material world. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, Ainanda Tanujikangaram Patita Mam Bishame Bhavambuno. What is this world? Patita Mam. I've fallen here. Bishame Bhavambuno. It's an ocean of repeated birth and death. Bishame. It's poisonous. It's a horrible place. But we think it's nice. We can get over that attachment by seeing what is this world. Adi Bhotik, Adi Daivik, Adi Klesha, Adi, Adi, all these different Kleshas, all these miseries are come, and there's no escape. But this is the process of escape. This is the only process of escape. Association of devotees, chanting Hare Krishna, taking nice Krishna Bhagavat Prasad, singing, dancing, Kevala Ananda Kanda. And this is the extraordinary merciful benediction given to us by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu that we've understood to the pure devotee, his representative, Srila Prabhupada. Lochan Das Thakur sings, if you search the whole world, the three planetary systems, you'll not find anyone as merciful as Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Stones melt and birds and bees cry hearing the, the mercy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And this is the process that is given to us. The merciful, inconceivably merciful process he's given us. Just chant Krishna's name. Serve Vaishnavas. Take prasadam. Sing, dance. And at the end, Chaktadeham Purnajanma Naiti Mamiti Sarjana. No more Klesha. Adi Bhutak Klesha. Adi Daivak Klesha. Adi Atmik Klesha. We can finish that once and more, once and for all. And this is the way to escape. Otherwise, Prabhupada says here, there is no escape. This is the only escape. The beautiful heart-melting process given by Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu that was revealed to the world by His Divine Grace, Sesi Bhaktivedanta Swami, Srila Prabhupada.
Vancha Gopatu Bishta Kupa Sindhu Bivacha, Patitanum Pavini Bio, Vaishnavi Bio Namo Namaha. So if anyone has any question, I can try and answer. Hare Krishna, Krishna Prabhu, I don't have any questions, but it was such a um, uh, kind of a gentle reminder, so many points uh, about devotee association, how mind tricks us, uh, making us engage in self-gratification, thinking that is actual happiness, uh, but not mm. real honor, and uh, how we get distracted uh, seeing the things in the world. Thank you so much for the wonderful session, Prabhu. Thank you for being there, Mataji. Hare Krishna, Prabhuji. All glories to Shila Prabhupada and Guru Maharaj. Prabhuji, very, very nectarian class. Uh, I want to ask you, uh, you said there's a lot Jagannath's fingers are always wet. Huh? How do we conceive that? When you see, Srila Prabhupada was asked one time by a devotee. He said, Srila Prabhupada, why is Jagannath, uh, why does he look like that? And Prabhupada said, oh, Sham Sundar. <laughs> when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu saw Jagannath, he saw Sham Sundar, Tri Banga, Lalita, Sham Sundar. When we see Jagannath, we don't see that. But when we become pure devotees, we'll see. When we see the smiling face of Jagannath, we'll see Rajbihari. Jagannath Sham Sundar. So he's always eating. So for my vision, oh, where's Jagannath's fingers? What happened to Jagannath's fingers? His, his, this is Mahabhav Prakash, the oh. manifestation of the Lord's. How much, what is the effect when God experiences mercy? His limbs shrink into his body like a tortoise. Just like mm -hmm. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He, he was in Gambira, feeling separation from Srimati Radharani. Then Gambir was locked, three locked doors, but they found him in a cow pen, Tailanga, cow pen. And foam was coming from his mouth and all the limbs of his body were shrunken into his body like a tortoise. This is Jagannath. Why? Mahabhav Prakash. So understand who is Jagannath. And, we'll see, and when we see that, then we'll see experience Sham Sundar. So he's always eating. He loves to eat. And he loves to distribute prasanam. This is one of the main features of Jagannath Puri. It's an immense prasanam distribution every day. Thousands, tens of thousands of people are taking Jagannath Mahaprasad. And they say that even if you take Jagannath Mahaprasad from the mouth of a cat, it's completely pure. It's Krishna himself. Krishna is giving himself in the form of Mahaprasad. So this is mercy of Jagannath. He is Sham Sundar, and he's always eating. He loves to eat, and he loves to distribute prasadam to his devotees. Very nice. Thank you so much, Prabhuji, for elaborately explaining it to me. Hare Krishna. Jai Jagannath. Jai Jagannath. Jai Jagannath. Anything else? Any other service for me? Otherwise, I'll go take Jagannath Prasad. <laughs>
one more thing. Uh, when we reach Mayapur, how can we uh, get with you? Um, you can get, you know, you can always get me uh, on my phone number, or you can get me in my email address, Sarvadrik D R I K S A R V A D R I K at Gmail, or my Indian number is seven seven. Let's see, what is it? Seven six seven nine eight five. Hold on. 